0: You are listening to Terra Signals, presented by Normal Paranormal. I am your host, Justin Banforth. Well, you know what a coincidence is, but what about when those coincidences take on a deeper, more profound meaning? Well, we call those synchronicities, and my guest tonight, Jamie Victor, is certainly no stranger to those. Jamie has been experiencing synchronicities throughout his entire life. Now I first met Jamie over a decade ago when we worked for the same employer and he began to share some of these synchronicities and so I encouraged him to start a journal and chronicle those experiences in the hopes that maybe it might identify patterns that could stand out. So in 2012 he did just that and continues to this very day documenting almost every encounter in extensive detail and since then he has had some unbelievable synchronicities to the point where I think it has developed into a penchant for premonitions and maybe even acute remote viewing skills. So I've begun to call these super synchronicities or super syncs for short. And tonight, Jamie will share some of these uncanny events that would be hard to believe without proof that they did indeed happen. Jamie, Victor, thank you for joining the show.
1: Thank you, Justin.
0: Let's get into it. Wh- that's the hard part right getting into it because there's so many like what what was the first one that really stood out to you as being more than just a coincidence as something that was unusual or just extraordinary
1: you know there's so many i'd have to i'd have to look at the dates to like be super accurate um but I think a bunch of things started to happen that I just kind of thought, oh, oh, it's like, that's just things that happen. And then you told me to start writing them down. I started writing them down. Uh, and like the first thing that I, I wrote down in that was, and, and, it's tricky because I'm not, you know, even though I've researched this and I've given a lot of thought to this, like I, it's hard to to classify which is which. So some things may seem weird and interesting. And, and, I know they fall under the umbrella. It's kind of like the paranormal, right? Like there's all different things that fall under the umbrella of paranormal, but they're, there's uh, sectioned off like ghosts. Then you have aliens, then you have, you know, poltergeists, like, you know, which may or may not be a ghost. Like, so it's, it's kind of like that. Um,
0: it's yeah. All right. Well, let me ask you this. How do you differentiate just a normal coincidence with one of these synchronicities?
1: Okay, so I would say a normal coincidence. Here's an example. A friend of mine, uh, I know that she liked, uh, her family are big Hyundai fans, right? So I happened to be driving one day and I saw a Hyundai and the license plate said her last name was Boyle. And the license plate said Boyle 56. And I thought that was interesting because, you know, I know I just – I bought a Hyundai. And when I told her I bought a Hyundai, she was like, oh, we always buy Hyundais. And that's how I found out, you know. So when later on I saw this car and I, I, I was like, hey, I just saw a license plate on a Hyundai. It said Boyle 56. Was that your dad? <laughs> and, and she said – because I saw it was like an older man driving. And she said, no. However, my dad was born in 1956. So – You know, there's no real special meaning to that, but like, oh, that's kind of, that's something. Or say you and I are talking about something, a movie or something, and then later on down the line, you overhear someone also talking about the movie. That could be a coincidence, especially if it's something that's, you know, in in the public zeitgeist or it's, it's a movie that's playing now. That's not necessarily like, oh my gosh, like, you know. But if someone were to say, bring up the same movie that you were talking about and then unbeknownst to you, like they don't hear you talking, but you hear them. All of a sudden they start like honing in on a specific part of the movie that rung true to you because of something that had to do with your family or your brother, for instance. And then that person is talking about that exact part and then saying like, yeah, it's really weird because the same thing happened to my brother or my sister. Like then you start to pay attention and you're like, oh, wait a minute, maybe it goes deeper than that. Maybe it doesn't. I mean, I've had some of these weird things happen to me where there were multiple points of connection that ultimately led to nowhere. Um, So, but then they're so weird, though, that you're like, there's got to be a reason. Sometimes there isn't. Um, But I I write them down. I keep track of them. And then from doing that, you'll start to see later on down the line that other things that seem like they're meaningless will have meaning. And then there's lots of layers underneath it, too, that, that most people don't pay attention to. And if you pay attention to things... You'll find, I think, that the universe is talking to you.
0: Interesting. Were you always, like, one to pay attention to the universe, like, speaking to you, or was this something that came as a result of these synchronicities?
1: Honestly, Justin, I think it's, it's due to you, actually. Like, I think you pointing out to me that I needed to document them and, you know, pay attention, I think that alone, like, documenting and writing down and taking pictures and saving it, like, that alone kind of made it more important i guess and then maybe pay attention more i mean like tying back again to the paranormal like as you know you can go you know days weeks months without even thinking about that topic and then something will happen where then you'll start getting involved in it whether it's a story or a movie or whatever and then all of a sudden things start happening it's like it sees that you're paying attention to it and then it wants to like it kind of manifests in a way I, i don't know so i find that like I go through periods where nothing happens and then there's periods where there's a lot. And and I'm just like, I just think it means I'm on the right path really. I mean, we'll get into that, but that's, that's what I think it means.
0: Do you think that there are times when that aspect of the phenomenon understanding that you are now paying attention to, does that scare you? No, no,
1: no. I think I, it, it excites me and it, I start to look to it. Not, not too much. Like I like like I'll start to see signs and things and then it'll I'll start to like have an instinct about where things are headed, but I'm never like show me a sign, universe, show me a sign. It just happens, you know? And if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. But I don't put a whole lot of faith in it as far as I don't know, it's like a tricky line, right? So like I don't I don't put too much faith in it, but then sometimes things happen that are just undeniable and then I'm like, Okay, yeah, this is I'm meant to pay attention to this.
0: All right, well, let's get into some of these examples. That way the audience has a better understanding of what you're experiencing.
1: There's so many. So I was trying to think, uh, you know, I was prepping for this. I was made my little short list. And as I was adding, I'm like, oh, oh, there's that one. Oh, there's that one too. Oh, there's that one too. And it's really tricky. Uh, well, it was, it was really tricky for me to narrow it down. Um, but I think a good one to start with is there, it's kind of like twofold. Um, and it's how we met Justin. So I had a job in the city of Philadelphia and I quit that job. And then somebody who worked there, uh, had, who had previous, who I worked with at that job had left and gone to a different place and they needed freelancers. And it was where you worked. Her name was Kristen. And I don't remember if you worked directly with Kristen. I, I don't remember because the company was huge. Um, but she was the one. She told me like, "Oh, this place is looking for freelancers." I went in, I met with them. They hired me. I worked there for an extended period of time. You and I met. We had lunch together every day and you know, it was almost like that was supposed to happen. Uh well, it definitely was supposed to happen because <laughs> here we are. Uh but one day, I said to Kristen, you know, the, the job was going really well. And I said to Kristen, Hey, I, thank you so much for this. Uh, it's been great. I really needed this work. Uh, I would like to go out. To, let's, I'm going to take you out to dinner as a thank you. Like, let's go out to dinner. We'll talk about, you know, how it's been and everything like that. She said, Okay. Kristen knew where I lived because she had been to my house. So she suggested a place to go. And I didn't know what the place was. It was called uh, Three Monkeys. And I'm like, What? She's like, Three Monkeys. And I was like, I don't know. You're what is that she's like don't you pass that on your way in and i said no And she said well how do you get here and i was like oh well i go this way and i take this road here then i get on this exit then i get on the highway and she's like jamie you're going a stupid way which is you know <laughs> typical for me uh so i was like she goes follow me and i'll show you right where this place is i'm like okay so we leave i follow her we go down the road we go to this restaurant we have dinner And when we leave she tells me she's like see this road All you have to do to get to work and home is basically two turns. And I was like, oh my goodness, thank you so much. So now I start going this alternate way to work. I'm saving time. It's more scenic. Uh, It's just, this never would have happened if certain things didn't happen, right? So I'm driving to and from work every day. First, I noticed something that was kind of odd. Um, I saw something that looked familiar, and then it wasn't until after... Years after that, I made the connection. Uh, One time I I was staying with cousins and they took me to a shooting range when I was a kid. And uh, it was on that road, which was strange, right? Then uh, the job that I had uh, prior to this job that we're talking about now, uh, one of their clients was a real estate development firm. And they bought and developed an area of land on that road. And I worked on the graphics for that, so that was just also like kind of strange. There's a lot of ties to this road, Justin, which is really weird um but anyway, back to the point here so I'm going back and forth now I'm, you know every day I'm taking this new route to work. I happened to notice this one house that stood out that very odd. It had a bay window in the front. it was a normal standard suburban house, but in the windows there in the bay window, there were a series of like mannequins and puppets and dolls. Which alone is kind of strange, right? But then every every few days, they would change. Like, they would move. So they would not, not move like they're alive, like somebody was readjusting them. So, like, one day, they'd all be facing this way. Then other days, they look like they were having, like, a tea party or something. And I'm thinking, this is so weird. You know, I'm looking at and I'm, like, every day, I'm driving up, I'm like, oh, here comes that house. And if you look and it, i be like, oh, they're the same as yesterday. Or, like, oh, that's, oh, look, now they're reversed, whatever. And at the time, I'm thinking, this is something my dad would do. Now, I hadn't seen my dad in years. My parents got married in the 70s. They had me. They got divorced. They got remarried. They had my brother, whose name is Justin, and then they got divorced again. And then once my dad, once that happened, I only periodically saw my dad. Uh, He would just come into my life and then disappear. So I didn't know where he was at this point. He could have been in Australia. He could have been dead. I had no idea. But it's just, you know, something that reminded me of my dad. And I thought, oh, that's kind of strange. Going back and forth. One day I had to come in at a different time than I normally did. I forget if it was earlier or later. But I feel like I want to say it was like later. I'm driving down the road to work. There comes my dad out of that house. What? So I'm like, oh, my God. So that's my dad. I pull over, I turn around, I get out, I talk to him for a minute. I'm like, Dad? (laughs) Like... what? he's like, yeah, no, 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 no. Talk to him for a minute. Um, basically then like I left my phone number for my dad and then he never called me. And then I tried to get in touch with him again. And like, he was gone. And the guy who owned the house said, oh, your dad's gone, which is what always happened. And then uh, maybe like a year or two later, my dad called me and normally I don't answer numbers that I don't recognize, but for some reason I answered it. And it was my dad. I talked to him once, called him back again, like two days later, got him on the phone. The third time I tried to talk to him, I would get the standard, like, do, do, do. We're sorry. This number's no longer in, in service, and that's what would happen. And then my dad would disappear into the ether for years at a time. So, like that was, that was really weird. Like, none of that would have happened. It's also very strange because that's where I met you, and now here we are talking about it, right? Um, another one that's also very strange that happened a couple years ago. So that also ties into my dad. Um, it was Christmas time. I was decorating my house. And I, I remembered that when I was a kid, we had this like light up snowman and I'm watching, actually, so I was watching, uh, Wee Herman's Christmas special, which I, my dad and I used to watch Pee Wee when I was little. And I'm watching Peewee's, you know, his setup and it's his playhouse. is all decorated for Christmas. And it's also kind of weird because my house is kind of like a Wee's playhouse. So I could see the influence on me. And I'm looking and I see in the background of Pee-wee's, you know set, there's a light up snowman, and it's one of those like you know the people put it outside, and it's it's it was pretty like um uh like a ubiquitous one like you'd see it and you're like, oh, that's that snowman like a like a recognizable design. We had one of those when I was a kid that my dad took out of the trash, and it didn't look like that, so I'm thinking, oh, that's weird, and then what had happened was my my dad trash picked this snowman that was broken with the intention of fixing it. He didn't, um, but we just put it out with our Christmas lights every year. When my parents got divorced, my mom threw it away because it reminded her of my father. That was the end of that, right? So that's gone to antiquity, right? So I'm sitting there watching this, and I go, oh, you know what? I want to do that. I want to get one of those snowmen. I wonder if I can find one. I go on Craigslist, and I search on my phone, vintage snowman. The snowman pops up. It's literally the snowman that I had when I was a kid. It is the snowman. Like, I knew from the picture. I'm like, no way. And it was in Turnersville, New Jersey, which is where which, where I grew up. So I'm like, and it had been posted five – it said five hours ago. What? So I'm like, oh, my God. So I messaged him. I'm like, I need, I need this snowman. So I'm coming tomorrow to get it. And they said, oh, well. You know, leave us five, it's five dollars, um, but we won't be home, so there'll be a coffee can outside. You can pick up the snowman and put the five dollars in the coffee can. So I'm emailing them back and forth, trying to explain to them about this like how amazing this is. And I, I go there, and sure enough, there's the snowman, and here he is right here. It's right? so like, I'm like, oh, I'm like, this is the snowman I had when I was this is it. like, I was looking for something similar, and I, how do I know that it's the snowman? Because one, it had a hole in his head, which this one has, and this snowman, I don't know how much you can see, but this snowman had a sign that said North Pole and the signpost was broken. And that's why it was thrown away years and years ago because the signpost was broken and he had a hole in his head. My mother took some fake, uh, you know, these things off of another decoration that we had and stuck it in his hand so we didn't, look, so it looked like he was. So I know for, like, this is, this is it. Like, this is the, like, what are the chances of that happening, right? Like, that's just too bizarre.
0: The skeptics out there will just say, well, look, it's obviously just an extreme coincidence, right? Like there's no deeper meaning behind this. You're just connecting the dots the way you want to connect it. But that's the thing about these experiences, right? They're not made for other people. They're made for you. Sure, it's not going to hold a deeper meaning for other people because it's not meant for them. It's meant for you.
1: Another thing that was strange about this, that day was what I was doing that day was picking up the snowman and then I was going to buy to a liquor store to buy airplane bottles of whiskey and, you know, liquor for a Christmas gift. And like, also kind of weird one day randomly, I was in New Jersey. I live in New Jersey now. I grew up in New Jersey. Um, but at this time I was living in Philly, which is where I lived for almost my entire life. And I one night I was going somewhere in New Jersey and I had to st- I stopped at a liquor store to get something to go to this party and I just happened to stop at this one liquor store that was, you know, on the way. And when I went in there, this place had the mo- the biggest selection of airplane bottle liquor I'd ever seen in my life. They had like nine giant end caps, like huge. And I didn't go in there for that. I went in there for something else, but I remember thinking, well, if I if I ever need airplane bottles, this is the place to go. Fast forward, like, I don't know, five, six years, years had passed between these two things. Now I have my dad's snowman in the back and I'm driving to go to this liquor store because I needed airplane bottles and I knew I needed to go there. It didn't hit me until I got there that right across from the liquor store was Sam Ash Music, which is where my dad took me to buy me my first Stratocaster. I'm a guitar player and my dad bought me my first electric guitar. And I'm like, you know, I pull up into the lot and I'm like. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. That's it. And right in front of me was a Cape May IPA truck, which is also, I think, you know, okay. Granted, I chose the park there, but it's not like I would looked and I said, oh, Cape May IPA truck and pulled up behind it. Cape May is where my father moved to when my parents first got divorced. And I like IPA beers. <laughs> so I took that as like an extra little, like, yes, this is where you're, you're supposed to be here. Like, this is this is supposed to happen
0: you know, your, your dad had passed. And after he passed, do you think that these synchronicities really started to take off and really started to become really, um, really profound?
1: Well, yes and no. A lot of things started to happen that were music related. And now whenever that happens, I... I take that as a sign that my dad is like encouraging me to stay on the path of music because that was one of the last things he said to me was no matter what you do, keep playing music like no matter what, never stop playing music like I did. Um, so I always take these little signs. I'm like, oh, that's that's my dad. That's my dad.
0: You and I had talked about the possibility that maybe these synchronicities might be a way for him to connect with you, right, from another realm. But then there are experiences that don't seem to involve him. No. And no. there was kind of a wrench in things, right? Why don't we get into some of those?
1: All right, so my buddy Steve is another one that's really insane. And it's kind of funny to, cause there's another aspect to this. Cause like, Steve and I had had several of these incidents if you want to call them. And I'm completely blown away by them. And he's just like, huh. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, Come on, man. He's just like, <laughs> like... So, when I when I got accepted at, at college, uh, I went to a school that, at the time, it was called Philadelphia College of Textiles and Science. I went there for graphic design. This is before the internet. Or maybe the internet did exist back then. It was 1996, 1995, 1996. So... It probably did exist and I just don't remember, but it wasn't, you know, like we use it now. I think you just went on to like send an email or something, but there was no like looking people up. There was no social media. There wasn't anything like that. All I had was this. My my family said, oh, you're going to the textile. And my aunt and uncle said, oh, we go to church with these people. Uh, well, we go to church with this other couple and their son also is going to your school. Uh, he's for graphic design. His name is Steve Penning and, you know. Just look out for him. I didn't have a photo. I didn't know anything about him other than his name is Steve. Uh, they may have told me that he was tall. I don't remember that. Um, but that was it. That's all I was going on. I'm like, okay, I'll keep an eye out for this guy. I go to the orientation for school and you know my family's there. And then before they left for me to be by myself and like start my new adventure in college, uh, we were in the dining hall having lunch and my mom had a headache. So she sent me out to the car to get Advil. And I remember going out and being like, "Uh, where's the car? (laughs) Like, I I don't even know. And I remember my my mom, like, I was like, well, I don't know where the car is. My mom was like, we better figure it out because you're going to be living here now. And I was like, oh, good point. So I go out and then I'm like looking around. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's I remember like coming down the big giant steps. So I go up this big flight of steps to go to the parking lot. And this kid is like as I'm walking up the steps, this kid is walking toward me and we walk into each other. We don't collide, but like we walk into each other. And he has a piece of paper in his hand, and he asks me if I know where this building is. And I'm like, uh... Oh. <laughs> and we're looking at it, and I'm like, oh, that... He had, like, a map, a school map. And I was like, oh, that looks like it's on the other side. And he was like, oh, no. And then he's like, oh, I gotta go. And I'm like, okay, I'm late. So he runs. Alright, whatever. So I go get the Advil, go back down, finish lunch with my mom and my brother. They go home. Now I get my itinerary, and I look... And it turns out that I need to go to this same place that he just said. Well, now I know where it is. So I'm like, oh, okay. So I, I make my way over to the other side of campus. I go into this building. This building has, I don't remember exactly how many rooms, but multiple rooms. So let's say it had seven rooms, right? Like there, there were several rooms in this building. I'm supposed to go into room number four. Okay. So I go in and I sit down and slowly, like the room starts to fill up with students and then, uh, then, like a not, I, I want to say a teacher, but I don't think it was a teacher, but it was someone who was like a teacher figure comes in and says, Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to Textile. We're going to go around the room, and everyone's going to say their name and their major and where they are from. So she starts going around the room, and I look and I go, Oh, there's that guy. There's that guy I ran into. And it gets to him. It's him. So, first of all, we met before we were supposed to meet. So that's kind of interesting, right? Like, I'll never forget that for the rest of my life. And it was also kind of comical because because where we were sitting in the room, he was all the way in the back on this side and I'm all the way on this side. So I'm looking at him and he doesn't know who I am, but he says his name and I'm like, oh, that's the dude. And then I had to like wait for it to go, hi, I'm Kate Smith from Philadelphia. Oh, I'm Bobby Jones. Every person like waiting, waiting, waiting. And then it finally comes to me. I just look at him. I'm like, I'm Jamie Victor from Washington Township. And I'm here for graphic design. Like, look at him and he's like, so then, you know, after we meet up, I'm like, oh, that's kind of weird. Why does it so weird? Then we get our room assignments, our dorm room assignments. There's multiple buildings on campus with dorms, right? He's right across from me. So, like, see how there's this door behind me? That's what it was. Like, my dorm room was right here. His dorm room was right there. Now, we were both graphic design majors. Maybe that's why that happened. And, like, a lot of times you can kind of... When these things happen, like you can kind of be like, well, it's because you're both graphic design. That's why you were both put in the same. And there are like just when people try to like like when people try to debunk UFO sightings and stuff like there are things that you can point out. But there's too many things that are even stranger. That was just the beginning. And then we hung out through college and we became, you know, like good friends. Then he gets a freelance job somewhere. I think I was still we we were either still in college or we had just graduated it was close to the end. He had a freelance job at this place. Oh, yeah, that was also weird too. So so he had a freelance job at this place. They needed another freelance designer. He recommends me. I don't know where it is. Like he just told me about it, whatever. He gives me the address, and it's right across the street from where I grew up in South Philadelphia. What was also strange about that was I grew up well, I kind I grew up in South Philadelphia and South. South Jersey at the same time, like basically, like my family was here and my extended family was here, so I was constantly bouncing back and forth. When I, my grandparents had a butcher shop uh, at Ninth and Christian in Philadelphia, South Philadelphia, and in the Italian market, and across the street was a children's school, and you know, every day at lunch the little kids would come out and they would you know play, and you, there's that sound of like kids playing on a playground. What was also very strange was Steve and I at this this year, that year, 1990, no, I'm sorry, that was must has been like 2000, an album had come out by a band called Tortoise, uh, called TNT, that he and I loved. Like, we would sit and hang out and just listen to that album on repeat. And there was a song in there that has, they sampled children playing in a playground. So that was weird. Whenever I heard that song, it would make me think of like, uh, you know, like kids playing in the playground, but like, I don't, I'm not often near kids playing in the playground. So it made me think of my childhood of that the the schoolyard across the street well now here i am working in a building that's connected to that school ground and the kids are out there taking their lunch break while i'm working like what so i remember being like i'm going to listen to the cd of the kids while they're playing. like it was a like, kind of weird you know like it was just like a weird thing so that's also like very strange The the most – the two most recent things that happened that were very, very strange that this is just uncanny because it's the same guy and it just proved to me that like – I don't know. He and I are supposed to be friends. We were supposed to meet uh, just like you and I, Justin. But like this is like really strange. He starts his own ad agency and I bought a house. So we were both excited for each other and he's like, all right, let's do this. Let's hang out. Let's have dinner. How about this? You meet me in the city. I'll show you my ad agency. Then I'll follow you back to your house. And then you show me your house. And I was like, oh, great. And this was also the first time since college that Steve and I lived within, now we now live like in close proximity to each other. So we went from living across the hall and across the street from each other, which was also kind of weird and random. We didn't plan that. We discovered that we lived across the street from each other after we moved off campus. Uh, This is the first time since college that we're like less than an hour away from each other. So Steve and I are driving back to New Jersey to my house. And now keep in mind, I've just moved here. I've been living in Philadelphia for like 10 years and well, Pennsylvania and pretty much Philly and Pennsylvania area. And I've had a Pennsylvania license plate on my car this entire time. I just moved to New Jersey. So pretty soon I'm going to switch my license plate. I mean, it's not like I would forget my license plate, but it's also like just kind of weird with the timing. So Steve and I are driving back to my house and even though he's following me, he gets in front of me, which is a little weird, right? I mean... You're following me, but I mean, in this day and age, we have GPSs, and if you get separated, it's on your phone, you can find where you need to go. So even though I gave my address, I'm sure that's what happened, but he manages to get in front of me. And Justin, his license plate is the same as my license plate. So I have pictures here. So this was, at the time, my Philadelphia, my Pennsylvania license plate, right? KGK 9708. Okay? Here's his license plate. KGK 7980.
0: Oh. oh my gosh. And they're both from the state of Pennsylvania.
1: And not long after, now granted, I kept the plate and it's not like it's gone forever, right? So it's not really that important, but I look at it as like a little tie in there. Like, not long after, I now have a New Jersey license plate. He still has this license plate. But that's, I mean, to me, that's astonishing. And he's just kind of like, eh. <laughs> like, that's amazing. Like, what are the chances of that? See, like, and he's just kind of like, hmm. And I, I mean, I know he, he sees that it's a real thing, so I, I, he's just not – I don't want to say he's flipping about it, but I guess he doesn't take it as seriously as me. And I think maybe because this kind of stuff happens to me frequently and maybe it doesn't happen so frequently to him. Uh, and then the last thing I'll say about Steve, which is also really strange, is I uh, went to his house one night. and It's just kind of weird, but went to his house one night, and I asked him if he would be – because he's really tall. Like Steve is like probably almost seven feet tall. So I asked him if he would be if I if if he would be Bigfoot for my band, right? So I'm gonna shoot. I wrote a song about Bigfoot, and I, and it's space related. So I asked him if he would be Bigfoot, and I was like, I got down on one knee, and I was like, Steve, I'm ask you something. He said, I was like, Will you be Bigfoot for a video in my band? And he goes, Yes, under one condition. I'm like, What? He's like you got to find a costume that'll fit me. And I, it was also kind of funny because I'm thinking like, well, duh, you're tall, I have a Bigfoot costume. But they don't make necessarily Bigfoot costumes for tall people. Like if I'm short, if I wanted to be Bigfoot, I could be Bigfoot. They they don't. So I, it was tricky finding and I could not find a costume big enough for him. But at that same night, uh, we're, we're sitting, you know, he agrees, we're sitting by his fire pit and it was a clear night where the stars were like really clear and like it was just a beautiful night. And he just goes, he's like, you know? And he points up at the sky and right when he points, a shooting star went by. And so he just goes, you know, and we were both like, and I was like, wait a minute. Were you just going to say, you know, sometimes when I'm sitting out here and I look up, you'll see a shooting star. And he's like, no. I said, well, what were you going to say? He's like, I don't remember. <laughs> like, we were... For, for once, like, it find Like, it stuck... Like, it got him. Like, that was weird, dude. It was also weird because the whole Bigfoot thing ties into space. Like, it... It's just strange because, like, I, I made this artwork for the, the song. I made a demo version of this song. And in the artwork, I have Bigfoot the monster driving Bigfoot the monster truck flying through space. And I want to make a video of that and have Steve be Bigfoot because he's tall. So there's space you know, tied in too. And he pointed up and there was a shooting star. I'm like, what are you, like an alien? And I'm, are you like my alien brother? Like, "What? what is this?
0: So there's, a, yeah, there's definitely a lot to unpack. And um, a lot well, well, with these experiences, right? Like I, I'm right there with you and sharing the frustrations that sometimes what we think of as extraordinary events are just eh, to other people. And sometimes I wonder if maybe that's just the way that they process these things, right? Because how do you wrap your head around some of these extreme events without losing your mind when you're going through these experiences? How do you not become obsessed or just unhealthily focused on these things to where it just destroys you mentally? Like how do you maintain your sanity?
1: Because usually what happens is it there, it's an event if you want to call it that or an incident, let's say incident because event sounds like uh, it's something that happens and then, that's it. Or there's something that happens and then shortly after that, sometimes immediately after that, like that's it. And then I don't continue to look because like it, I found that it, it's like I just recognize it now. Like I don't have to look. It, it, would, it would kind of be like – like I, I think and talk in, in metaphors and analogies. So sometimes they come to me immediately they don't make sense and I'll say it and be like, well, but maybe this makes sense. It would be like if you went down to the beach to look for a certain kind of shell and – you know, you're going down, and every time you get on the beach, you're, like, looking through all the shells, and you're like, oh, there's one. And you're like, oh, there's one, and it takes you hours. Whereas then something sometimes you go to the beach, and you're like, oh, there it is. Oh, there it is. It just, like, shows itself to you, and that's kind of, like, what happens. But then after I find the two, three, four shells, that's it. And then I don't, you know, I don't, like, keep – I just document it, and I just – it used to drive me crazy because it would be something like that, whereas – like a seashell thing where I'm making this up, but it would be something like that where like I would go down the beach, whatever, and then find this weird purple shell. And I'm like, oh, that doesn't belong. And I'd be looking at it and I'd be like, oh, wow, and I'd save it. And then that night I would go to dinner and then in the restaurant there would be a big purple shell on the wall. And then I'd be like, oh, that's – that's kind of weird and then like i go home that night and put something on tv and then in the background of someone's house there would be purple shells and, and i'd be like what is this and i'm like am i supposed to am i supposed to like use the color purple am i supposed to go to the ocean more like what does it mean and i found that in not all cases, but like the the significance of the color and the shell have nothing to do with anything. It doesn't mean I have to go to the beach more. It doesn't mean I should wear purple more. It's just little marks that show me like little signs that sh- that I've learned what this means to me is that I'm in the right place at the right time in my life and like our our friend Michael Lewis mentioned this the, when we talked about synchronicities before uh he'd mentioned his his philosophy is that. Everyone has a predetermined path in life, and but we have free will. So when these things happen, it's signs to us that we are back on the path that we're supposed to be on, which is the predetermined path. I don't know if I believe that maybe i do like i don't know but maybe it's not a predetermined path but maybe it's it's a path that leads to what we're supposed to do and where we're supposed to be in life like what's supposed to happen and when these little signs and things happen uh i think that that's proof that you are back on necessarily maybe not necessarily back on track but you're on the track that you're supposed to be on and then when they happen repeated times with multiple people i think that means that those people play a part whether they're playing it right then or in the future in your destiny
0: It's very intriguing how you've looked at these incidents and kind of processed them. But I guess your approach to them keeps evolving, right? Yes. Because I remember when you were looking for um, a house to buy, you kept seeing these signs along the way. And uh, why don't you explain, explain that story a little bit?
1: So the night before I'm supposed to go look at a house, I actually went to your house. And before I left... I saw that you had a pack of Pokemon cards on your table that you had gotten in a box of cereal and you were going to like get rid of them. And uh, I was like, oh, what do you... I don't know anything about Pokemon. I, 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 the only thing I knew about Pokemon was a friend of mine that I went to school with, to college with, uh, the same school I went to with Steve. He worked for a toy company that got. Pokemon as a client and he I was interviewing for the job and I wasn't even he he was like I can't even tell you what this job is like you have to sign an NDA before I can even tell you he's like we're so excited and I was like this is awesome like okay and then he's like we got Pokemon and I was like all right (laughs) and he's like well I don't think you know what like this would be great to work with you and everything but like I don't know anything about Pokemon I would learn But this is somebody's dream job, like somebody who's super obsessed with Pokemon, and I would be taking away someone's job, and I don't want to do that. So ironically, that place was around the corner from where you used to live. So when you show me these Pokemon cards, I'm like, ha, I know where these came from. Uh, And you're like, I do want them. I'm going to throw them away. I was like, yeah, okay. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll take them. So I take them home. Then I go to start looking. The next day, I went to look for a house, and I'm going to buy this house. I'm looking in the house, and... In the closet on the floor, there was a, a nothing on the in there well, there was like a few little things, but like there was a Pokemon hang tag sitting on the floor i was like oh that's that's really weird. There was also an Everlast hang tag in a different closet, which was very strange, and I might be getting the houses confused at this point because I think they were two different houses, but like to me, that was like a sign, right so the one house that I almost bought. I went in, and so I, let's see, 2008, I was a designer for, uh, I rebranded, I I, not all by myself, I worked with a team of people in an ad agency, but we rebranded Everlast, the boxing company. And I redrew their logo, and I designed a bunch of stuff for them, including hang tags. And I still have them. I still have samples of them that, you know, as a designer, you get samples of your work, and you just store it in the closet. I'm looking at this house that I'm going to buy, and... In the closet, in in what would be the closet of my design studio, there's nothing in the closet except for some hangers. And then attached to one of the hangers was an Everlast hang tag that I designed. And it's also really strange because the tags that I designed were going to go in that closet. <laughs> right, so I thought, for, this is the house. This is the house and I'm going to have it forever, everlast. Like maybe that's what it means. I don't know. thought for sure that meant I was, that was going to be the house. I bought the house the day before I was supposed to move into the house. It went to foreclosure. Um, there was some shadiness going on and they almost got – almost passed it through. But at the last second, it got caught. Uh, and people told me like that should have been caught a long time ago. But then it found out that it was because that the realtor was doing some shady stuff or whatever. But meanwhile, I'm all packed up to move. All myself, I'm moving to, like tomorrow, and I find this out. No, you're not moving. You're not getting that house. I'm like, but that's the Everlast house. Like, what do you mean? And I think that was the house also that had the Pokemon, the Pokemon uh, hang tag. I think I'm, I might be getting confused. I have this all documented just right now. I'm not remembering it correctly. Um, but that just meant to be like, all right. Well, I guess that house wasn't meant to be. I looked at another house before this house. I go into the basement of the house there's an Everlast box that I designed that I'd never seen in real life before. Now, maybe that's just me. I don't go to sports stores. Like maybe if I had gone to Modell's, I would have seen it, but I didn't. And I'm like, Oh my God, this is too weird. But that house turned out to not be the right house. It needed too much work, but it was on the same road as this house. So, so I think again, that's like a sign, like you're getting there, like you're almost there. I come to this house and it's down to the wire. I'm working a contract a position where it's super, super busy, and I don't really have time to move. And this house is also like under const- – not under construction, but like I had to do a lot of things to this house in order to be able to work, uh, li- live in it. Um, so this room I decided, all right, well, this is going to be my office, and I don't have time to like decorate. I just need to get to work. So I look in this room. There's a, like nothing in here except a rug that was hanging on the wall. Kind of weird. Somebody nailed a two by four to a rug and hung it up. Okay, and then there was a, a cork board that was nailed to the wall. So I'm like, all right, well, there's where my desk's gonna go. <laughs> like, I'll figure this out later. So I just set my desk up, and immediately I start using that cork board, and I'm in my house. And then it gets to the point where things calm down, and now I'm like, okay, now I moved in. Now I can start to decorate, and I realize the way that I de- I set up my office was not conducive to efficiency. Because I did it really quickly and I saw the corkboard and I just so I'm like Alright, I need to rearrange the room. So I'm like, all right, well Thanks corkboard, but gonna have to take you down. And I take the cork board down off the wall and turn it around and on the back is a Pokemon. So I'm like, okay, like I'm I'm supposed to live here. This is this is supposed to be my house. You know, Uh
0: if you ever stumbled upon technology that will allow you to time travel, would you ever use it? No. Interesting. The reason why I ask that is, we've considered this possibility that these little signs may have been you from the future warning yourself of things that have yet to be. But your answer to the first question, maybe that's not a possibility anymore. You know, I mean, I, I don't know, I'm just trying to figure out where are these incidents, originating from like what's the source what's the point right who is the the person who is orchestrating these things or the entity that is orchestrating these things
1: and now i know well at least I like closer <laughs> now i would do i want to travel back in time and go to the future absolutely but my luck well not to say my luck i i don't want to say it like that i would be afraid that i would do something uh that would mess up you know, although I've, although I've read that that's not possible that like you can time travel and not mess things up. Although I don't see how you couldn't, like if you, you know, everything happens and then so I, I don't. who knows, who knows? Um, but no, I would be, I would be afraid to, or I would have, I feel like, all right, I'll go, but I'm staying in the bus. Like, I don't want to get out. I'd be, but I'd be free to be like too tempted to. Uh, but anyway, what's happening now is things are happening and then like tertiary things are happening that are lining up to the moment. So I think it's just signs They're saying like, just keep doing what you're doing. Like you're in the right, you're in the right place, doing the right thing, just keep doing it.
0: These forces at play, if we want to call them that, are not necessarily friendly, that there could be this trickster aspect. One could look at all the signs that were leading you to buy that one house, and then it fell apart at the last minute That's kind of like a trickster aspect, you know, because you, I remember that day, you were so certain that that was the house. Absolutely. And then it wasn't, wasn't there like another house even before that, that you thought all the signs were pointing to that house. That was the one. And yet it wasn't. Sometimes I wonder if these things are truly helpful or if they're messing with you.
1: I do think they're helpful. I do think they're helpful because where I'm at now. You know, you don't necessarily see it then and you're disappointed and anything it's helped with life too, because sometimes you think things are a sure thing and you get your heart set on them and then it doesn't happen. And you're like, Oh no, it's the end of the world. That was supposed to happen. And you know, like, and it does, it feels like the end of the world. And, but now I know, well, well now like when those things happen to me, like, oh man, I just think back onto these times. I'm like, well, what about that house? That was the house. Now I'm in this house, which is perfect. It, it actually worked out for exactly what I wanted to live here for, even though I want to move <laughs> like it, it worked out for exactly. I don't know if, if the right things would have lined up in the in those other houses where I'm able to do what I do here, which is I play music. Um, I, I have two bands and we both practice here and we're loud like we're not rude, but we're we're rock bands and we're loud and my neighbors do not complain. They never said anything to me. If anything, they they compliment. Oh, I like the new tune. You know, and I'm like, please, if I'm ever too loud, don't call the police, call me and we'll stop. But we're respectful and we stop at 930. Um, But would that have happened in the other places? I don't know. Would I've gotten as lucky as I've gotten? Because that's not something that you're able to usually get away with. It's practicing loud, you know, so.
0: Well, let me ask you this. Yeah. Let's say the future you knew something that the present you does not know, obviously, and wanted to warn the present you of something that had yet to be, do you think this is the way that you would communicate with you? Again, just speculation here.
1: I mean, yeah, like our talks about this make total sense. And yes, and it's not, it wasn't until recently that what I understood as a sign that I was doing the right thing, which I still think I did when I look back in retrospect, There were signs that I think may have been telling me that I was doing the wrong thing, but it's not the same as – it's not the same as like if you're going to walk into some building or something and you're like, "Mm, this doesn't feel right. Or you get like an instinct that tells you – like your gut instinct that says don't do this or maybe you shouldn't get in the car tonight. You know what I mean? Not like that. At the time when all these things were happening, they were amazing, uh, but they had a negative connotation. And now that things have have transpired and I look back, I'm like, oh, wow. Wow. Maybe those were signs that – but I didn't interpret them as bad. So I that's it's like a whole other – it's yeah. like a – it's
0: – Yeah, and we can only speculate, right? We can only right. guess on some of these things. But I, I think it's important to kind of present these alternative theories, these different angles, right, to kind of – I don't know if you can ever make sense of these things because they happen so frequently now. But there's a lot of a lot of these incidents that are similar to premonitions, right? Yes. Things that take place that you pick up on that have yet to be. Those that's really standing out that I think is very profound is the uh, what you call the scolding girls Why don't you get into that that incident?
1: Also weird and it's like that's that's why we're talking about this because there's you know things like this I'm sure happen to to people you know um but I've had so many that are just too weird and they just happen. So I just write them down. A lot of them I don't write down because I'm just kind of like that's not really that significant. I used to write every little thing down, and now I just you know kind of look out for the ones that are significant. And this one was really strange. Like I don't even know what to what to think of it, but it had so many layers. So one night, friend of mine, well, my girlfriend at the time, and I, we went to go see a, a comedian, a stand-up comedian. Before we went to the show, we were we got there early and we were walking around the area that the, where the comedy club was. And we happened upon this restaurant that had sugar skull dolls in the window. And, and it was just kind of funny because to me, they look like the golden girls. Like it made me think that they were like the golden girls. So I just made this joke and I'm, you know, filming it on my phone. and I'm like, Oh, look, you know, here's, there's Sophia. There's be Arthur, you know, like, and I'm like, there's Rose. Like, I it just it's like, just like a funny joke. And it was in a restaurant. Which also plays in didn't go into the restaurant. There were people in there, but that's not. I was you know just trying to kill time. We just thought it was funny and made this little joke about the about the Golden Girls. So go see the comedy show. It's great, you know. And at the end, go home, drop her off, and I go home. It's late, and I'm gonna go to bed. But I didn't feel like going to sleep. And there was a cartoon on Netflix that I was watching, and I don't really watch cartoons like that. I don't know if that really matters, but like kind of, because I don't normally watch shows like this. But I was watching this show on Netflix called Paradise PD that was actually really funny, and it was about a, um, uh, like an adult, it's an adult cartoon. So it's about a police force that, you know, they have a, they're like a corrupt police force and it's you know, it's kinda of, kinda of like a family guy kind of thing, but it's it's police related. And it's just weird because I had been watching that show and I don't remember what episode, but like, you know, this wouldn't have happened at this time if I hadn't started the show when I did and decide to watch a cartoon show, which I normally wouldn't watch. So I forget which episode it was, but I had watched prior episodes. So now, like, let's say, all right, the next episode that I'm gonna watch on this show is episode five. Well, I'm coming home from the comedy show, it's late, I'm tired, and I'm just gonna to go to bed. And then I was like, uh, I think I probably took a shower. And sometimes when I take a shower, it wakes me up. So I was like, ah, instead of going to bed, you know what? I'm going to watch – let me watch one episode of this show and then I'll go to bed. I put the show on and sure enough, <laughs> in the show, the the premise of the episode was that one of the police force uh, cops got – came into all this money and so he bought a food truck with the money and he was trying to like make money like that. And there's a talking dog that's part, you know, one of the, it's the drug dog in the show when he talks. And he's telling, he's like, wait a minute. He goes, what are you doing with all the money? Why you, but I thought you were going to, or, or he was spending extra money. He made the, bought the food truck, but then he was spending extra money. And he's like, oh, what are you doing with the money? I thought you were going to reinvest it into the business. And he's like, I have been reinvesting into the business. I bought Rue McClanahan's. Oh, he goes, how did you, what is How is, how is buying Rue McClanahan's skull reinvesting it into the business? And then it shows him holding one of the Golden Girls skulls. So that alone, I was like, whoa, that's weird. What a random reference. And it's a skull. Then later in the episode, the guy who's running the fruit truck and he now has this real nice office and it's filled with like all these things and he has a glass case of all of the Golden Girls skulls, except for um, Betty White, because she hadn't passed away yet. Which was really strange, because maybe an hour, two hours, no, I guess maybe like two, three hours prior, I had seen that. Skulls that I you know, interpreted as the Golden Girls, behind a glass thing, like in this guy's office, it's a glass case, so like that was strange. It was also kind of strange, because... All of them were there, except for uh, Betty White because she was still alive at that time and when I was looking at them and making the joke, there were five golden girls, and one of them I wasn't sure. I was like, "Is that rose? Oh no that's rose it's like oh, I'm not sure I'm like, oh, that one doesn't belong You're like making a joke, and it turned out that that was the one that stood out, which was like kind of strange, so I'm just like, what the f-? like that is too strange so then I'm showing. My friend's this, and when I took a picture of this restaurant, the restaurant also had a sign on the, you know, like a marquee. And it, some of it was in Spanish and some of it was in English. And it was one of these things that I, now I look back and I think they did intentionally design it. But it was one of those things that looks like design by accident because there's sometimes like as a designer, I design things. Sometimes people don't know what they're doing and they throw things together and it looks like they designed it even though they didn't. And it's kind of like a happy accident. And it looked like that to me, like they just use random letters and stuff, but it actually made like a cool design. And it's all, you know, in English. And then there's a sign, a line in Spanish that I didn't know what that meant. I just, you know, took the picture because I liked the sign. I'm showing from, from you, Tina, and Christina. And I'm showing them this. And Christina goes, whoa, that's really weird. I'm like, what? She goes, that line in Spanish on the sign says, this will change your life. Not this food will change your life. Just this will change your life. And she's like, that's really weird for that to be on a restaurant sign because it doesn't say food. And I'm just like, oh, my God, is that what that means? And then Tina's like, wait a minute. I know where that place is. I work right there and I get my nails done at the place right next door. So it's like. the the skulls and the golden girl things. I call it the skulls and girls like that alone was really insane. But the fact that also I made that, I made that video specifically to show you Tina and Christina and it, it, it resonated with Tina and Christina at the, like, that's weird. But like, what does that mean? Am I like, you know, at the time I was like, what does that mean? Am I supposed to invest in, the Golden Girls, or like, or maybe I should start watching. And that's where you can get crazy, which I don't do. You could be like, "Oh my god, I, I means I, I have to, I have to start watching all the episodes of The Golden Girls, and it'll tell me what to do with the rest of my life." No, that's not what it means. Uh, but it, ju- I think, it just meant that like I was supposed to be there, like that was supposed to happen, and maybe that message means something to me to the future that may have to do with either the Golden Girls or maybe this, like talking about these synchronicities. Maybe it does change my life. I don't know. That's yet to be seen, but very strange. And I never would have known that if I didn't show that to Christina or Tina. I never would have known that message.
0: And you and I have talked about the aspect of maybe this is a sort of inadvertent remote viewing skill that you're exhibiting. Is some of these examples you have uh, birthday predictions which it's just remarkable how these things just pop in seemingly pop into your mind but they're actually important pieces of information that there's no way you would have known and then these incidences take place and confirm those things so why don't we get into some of those birthday predictions
1: I'm um, yeah that's that's happened to me a bunch of times too which is really strange um but uh, I was freelancing at this ad agency in Philadelphia, and there's a parking lot behind there, and it's an old city, so it's not a parking lot that's like a typical kind of parking lot. It's one of these that's like, there they can fit a lot of cars in in the spots, but like you have to give the guy your key, and he goes and he like tetrises it in there, and then you know later when you come back, you say oh, I'm here, and then they they move cars out of the way to get it. They're like it's it's amazing, like amazing job how they're able to do this. So I park at this lot and every day I go in and like the guy who I see every morning, he's just like a real nice guy. And, hey, good morning. How you doing? His name is Caduce. And he's like just super nice guy. How you doing? You know, and he'd take my car and I'd watch him like, wow, look at him, look at him go. Like he just like real quick, like back it in. And, you know, it's in the city. So wait, sometimes I get there and I'm just sitting in my car waiting for my turn. And just randomly one morning I'm sitting there and I see him getting out. I'm like, oh, there he is. Right. And just randomly I'm thinking, huh. I wonder when his birthday is. And I don't know why. Like, I might have been thinking, this guy is a really nice guy and I I appreciate him. So whenever I find out when his birthday is, maybe I'll get him a birthday gift. Like, I don't know if that's what I was thinking or not. I just remember just randomly, this thought pops into my head. Like, I wonder when his birthday is. So I don't ask him. I, I, I didn't ask him. Like, I just give him the key. Good morning. Takes my car. Parks it. I go into the agency. And not long after, one of the other women that worked there also parks her car there. So she's, like, asking around and, like, she wants to get a gift. And she's like, oh, Jamie, you park in the lot. You know Caduce. I'm like, yeah. She goes, I'm taking up, uh, you know, I'm going to get him something for his birthday. And I'm taking, you know, like, donations. Do you want to get, like, throw in for his birthday? I'm like, "What's huh, that's weird. <laughs> When's his birthday? She goes, today. What? So – Okay, like really strange, and this happened recently. I was at an outdoor venue, and my girlfriend and her brother are playing in a band, and it was outside. and He's a guitar player, and he had a tuner pedal on his his pedal board. Now, tuner pedal will have a series of lights. So when you engage the pedal and you're trying to tune your instrument, the lights will go back and forth from red. It's a green, red, 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 and then green right in the middle. Then you know you're like, ah, too too flat, too sharp, uh, right right in there, right in tune. When you're outside, unless you have the right kind of pedal, you can't see those lights. So he has this old tuner that's not meant for outside use, and he's her, her brother's playing guitar, and he's trying to tune. And he's down on the ground, and he's like, he's trying to, like, you need both hands to do it. That's why you control it with your foot. You turn it on and off. He's like doing this, and then he's reaching down, and he's trying to, tune and then so i go over there i see him struggling so i go over and the sun was too bright so he couldn't see it so i go over and i put my hands over the tuner pedal and he's like oh thank you so much so he could see the light he tunes the instrument so i'm thinking well i know what i'm gonna get him for his birthday i'm gonna get him a tuner pedal so i ask his wife i'm like when is his birthday and she goes tomorrow (laughs) what i did not know that i didn't know that like what so I, I went on Amazon and I ordered him a tuner pedal and it came the next day. So then the next day when we celebrated his birthday, I gave him a tuner pedal. And he was like, oh, this is just like this one I needed. Like, that's really strange,
0: right? I don't know what to make of it. I mean, it's because. I'm in it...
1: tune with the universe. Yeah.
0: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> terrible. I know. <laughs> but that some sometimes these things, they just pop into your mind and you're not even you're not even focusing on it, right? You're not even thinking about it. And it just happens. And one of those uh types of examples that you refer to as simul texting, right? Yeah. What is that all about?
1: I'll text someone and they'll say, Oh my god, Jamie, I was just gonna text you. And okay. People say that. But it happens a lot. Like, a lot. Where I'm like, Oh, like, Jamie, I was in the middle of texting you. And I'm like, whoa like that's strange okay so when it happens now I take a screen grab of the text when they say it and then I would throw it into the folders on my computer and I put the date and like what happened whatever sometimes there's other little things that, that tie in with that um might be a birthday or something like that but it's usually like it's it's a strange happens with email uh, our friend Rosalind uh, she mentioned that she was selling or she was getting rid of a bunch of old cassette tapes and I'm like oh I'll, I'll take them and she's like, okay. So she said, well, when you get a chance, send me your your address, and I'll mail it to you. And I'm like, okay, or something like that. I, said, I had to look back. But I email her, and she's she gets email, and she's like, that's so weird that you email me this right now. I'm writing, I'm packaging up the tape right now. I just emailed her about the tape. She's like, I'm packaging this up right now for you. Like, whoa, like the the prince thing where you had you were in your car on a long ride, oh,
0: yeah, yeah,
1: and uh, or you were, you were in a way and. Uh, an interview had come on with Dave Grohl and you normally wouldn't listen to it, but it was interesting. So you kept it on and then it got to the end where he was talking about Prince and you wanted to tell me about that. And then you hadn't told me yet. I didn't know that it happened. And the, the night before I texted you, my cousins came over and we were playing a game and the card that I was, I think it was cards against humanity. And like the card that I was dealt, had to deal with Prince and like, it's going through and then it's like, all right. And then like cards get humanity. You come to your turn and you read like all the cards, what they say. And as I'm reading my card with Prince on it, Prince comes on and I'm like, Oh, that's because so we had music playing in the background. And I just had like a random thing. I, we weren't listening to Prince. It was just like a, you know, like Spotify radio and it just came up to Prince. I tell you this and you're like, I was just going to tell you that, uh, <laughs> I was just going to tell you about the Dave Grohl podcast that I normally wouldn't listen to where he mentioned Prince. And here you are telling me about Prince.
0: This is why I consider these other angles to this, right? These dare I say multiverses, right? Or these parallel realities, you know, could it be that maybe there are multiple versions of Jamie that exist out there and somehow, some way they're overlapping or communicating with, with one another. I, I don't know. Again, speculation, how do you prove this? But Who knows? But I guess another question is, have people ever told you that they saw your doppelganger?
1: No. I know that's happened to you, but maybe once or twice, but not, not anything. I mean, I've, I've gotten like, my friend Steve looks just like you. You know, like and then they've can I take a picture of you? I'm gonna show my friend Steve. Like, Alright, you know like, But nothing like, um, oh that's weird, Jamie. I was just talking to you yesterday. You just called me yesterday and we talked about this. I'm like, no, I didn't. Like I've never had anything like that. Hmm.
0: Are there factors that you think might encourage these events to occur more frequently?
1: Hmm. Well, I guess one way you could look at it is if I get if I get a bunch of these signs that I interpret as I'm supposed to be focused on or doing what I'm supposed to be doing, like what I'm working on, say it's like writing a song or something like that, or, or music related. And then as I continue to do it, I would, that, that does happen where I will get, continue to get little signs that are kind of like, like patting me on my back in a way. Like, yep, yep. Keep going. Like, keep going. So I guess that's one way that, that that kind of happens.
0: Didn't you say at one point that, you noted that a lot of these experiences take place when you're near water or yes. water plays a part in this. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it, near – which is funny because a lot of them happen when I'm doing the dishes, which is in the kitchen sink. So I, they're like sink-rennicities, like S-I-N-K. Oh, for goodness uh, and this – yeah, Justin, <laughs> this is weird too, actually. Like this happened – With the name Veronica, which was like very strange. Uh, One day I was washing dishes and my brother was talking to some girl named Veronica. And he, I'm washing dishes and he had texted me. And uh, he says something about, yeah, I'm I'm talking to this girl, Veronica, and it's going really well, whatever. And I was like, oh, you should send her the song Veronica. And he's like, oh, isn't that from the, I thought that was from the 90s. Isn't that for something? I I had this, I have the exchange. Uh, take, I have a screen grab of this exchange. And I was like, no, actually, I think it's from the 80s, Just. And I look it up, and it was released that day, like you know, 20 years ago, but on that on that date. Also strange with the name Veronica, the, the, the little side tangent that doesn't have to do with the sink, uh, but I'll get back to the water thing. Um, in the same spot in my kitchen, my friend Jace and I were both talking about a story – We were, we were both talking about a girl – that we didn't know who her name, what her name was. And I was just as a joke going to say Veronica. And he and I went to both, we were, we were like, just like, you know, kidding around like, and then what if this happens? And then like, what if that, right. And then you go up to her and she says this and that, like that kind of thing. Like we were kind of like spitballing and we both went to talk at the same time. And so he was like, He's like, yeah, like, and, and I was like, oh, and I went to say the same and I like, I stopped and I let him, I'm like, oh, sorry, let go. And he goes, oh, hey, what's up, Veronica? And I was like, did I just say, what? He's like, what? I'm like, that was the name I was going to say too. Like, we didn't know what her name was, but we both thought the name Veronica. And it's just weird because I also had that Veronica thing right there, like same vicinity, like my sink is here. Uh, I've had a lot of weird things happen in that vicinity of my kitchen. I don't know why what's going on there. Like it's also weird because my house kind of – it like dips down. in The level dips down right there, and there's weird things that have happened in that location of my house like this, which is kind of strange. But I do think that water has something to do with it, and I'm wondering if, if it's because that our body – I mean it sounds kind of silly, but our bodies are made mostly of water. And like, you know how you say it, people say like, oh, I get the best ideas when I'm taking a shower. Well, part of it's probably because you're not thinking about anything else. You're, it's a meditative state. You're relaxed. You're super relaxed because you're, you're getting washed and the water feels good. And you know, you'll tend to zone out in, in those instances. And I think maybe that's why you get your best ideas. I think part of it is that, and I think part of it might have to do with the water because I've gotten these weird things, whether in the shower and sink where things like that have happened. Out of the blue, one night I was taking a shower and I started to think about uh, this band that I'm a huge fan of, and th- so a friend of mine had told me about this band, and she's like, "Oh man, he's he, they're they're awesome. They're, they're called rain wolf, which is also kind of weird because like since then the wolf as an animal has played a lot of a part in my life several times, which is just like strange. Um, but it also like since I was a baby I was always afraid of wolves and stuff, so like it's just kind of strange. Um, but yeah, so I was thinking about like so one time like they came into Philly to play before. Now they're like a huge band, and it's funny because a lot of people are like, "Who?" But like they've opened for Black Sabbath, for The Who. They've been on HBO. Like it, they're a big band. But that's the that's the world we live in now, where people be like, "Oh, I've never heard of that band." And then that they but you go to see them, and the this, this show is sold out because so many people have heard of them. And this is an instance of that band. So before they became huge, they were touring a lot, and they came to Philly, and I went to see them. And I hit it off with the bass player of the band. His name is David. And, like, we just became friends. Like, you know, and then I think I found him on Facebook. And we started messaging on Facebook. And, like, I don't use social media anymore. So he was, like, trying to get in touch with me. And I wasn't answering because I wasn't on there. I didn't know this, right? So now I'm taking a shower one night. And I'm thinking, I oh, you know it would be awesome. It would be awesome to, like, have a show with them. What if I opened For Rainwolf. Now, I don't know why that happened. Like, why that thought came into my head. But I thought, like, oh, you know what? I'm a designer, right? So, like, well, be cool. I should know what I should do. I should design a poster and have all my favorite bands. You know, Rainwolf with the OCs and Ty Siegel. And then my band, Fossils from the Future, like, opens the, you know, opens the show. And I just had that random thought. And then I got out of the shower and I went to bed. The next day, I'm at work. And my friend, Nikki, texts me. And she's like, hey, uh do you remember our friend David from Rainwolf? And like, yeah, she's like, Oh, he's been trying to get in touch with you and he can't, you know, you, you haven't answered him. I'm like, what? What do you mean? I didn't, what she's like, he's only been trying to get in touch with you. Like through Facebook. She was, can I give him your phone number? He's working on a movie. He lives in LA. He's coming to Philly to work on a movie and he, it's going to be like weird hours. And he knows that you keep weird hours. Cause I'm a musician. So he's like, uh, he wants to know if you want to hang out with him. What? I'm like, absolutely. So she gives me his number, and I'm talking to him. I'm like, are you kidding me with this? So he's like, yeah, hey, so I'm going to be in town. I'm working on movies. Like, but like we get we get done like one o'clock in the morning, and like I'm in Philly for a few days, and like I want to do stuff, but I don't know anybody here. He's like, I figured you'll be up. I'm like, oh, I'll be up. Yeah, I'll be up. So he's like, well, yeah, we'll hang out. He's like, um, but like we should jam. And I was like, yeah, we absolutely should jam. So I tell my buddy Jace, and I'm like, dude we're going to set this up one of these nights. Cause Jason also stays up late. And, uh, I was like, one of these, one, like Tuesday, Wednesday, we're making it happen. He's going to be shooting. And then when they're done shooting, he's going to take an Uber and meet us and we're going to jam with him. So we're like, awesome. So we set it up for him to come meet us to jam. And Justin, he walked, first of all, that's already like amazing, right? Like I still cannot get over this, right? He walks in. So like when, when, You know, when when people are making movies, they have, like, the craft table thing. I don't know exactly what it's called. I've heard it referred to as, like, craft services. They have all their food and the catering and stuff. He took home with him to to jam with, you know, to bring to to the jam. He brought a box of cannolis that were there from Termini Brothers, and Termini Brothers are my cousins. So, you know, they're, like, third, fourth cousins down the line, like, you know, but I am related to them. And of all the things, to, I mean, he could have brought in a pizza pizza. He could have brought in nothing. But he brought in a box of cannolis that's my family. Like, that's that's really weird, right?
0: Again, these experiences are tailored for you. Yeah. You know, that. if anything, that's what I've learned about these stories that you've shared with me over the years. I don't want to forget about this, but I guess kind of related. When you went out to California one time, oh, you yes. had an experience with an individual It was very peculiar. It was a very peculiar experience. And I don't know if it means anything or if it has a deeper meaning, you know, looking back on it and reflection, but it was very interesting. Um, why don't you share that story a little bit?
1: Yeah, Justin, it's also, <laughs> it's, just, it's weird. It's, it's weird that you said this right now in this part of the, uh, the podcast, the interview, whatever we call it, because I looked him up. Like that was after I told you this, like after I filled out the prep sheet for this, um, I realized, like, oh, I forgot I should included this. I should include this. I should included this. And that was one of the things that I forgot to include. I curiously, you know, went on Facebook to look him up to see, like, what is he doing or like whatever. And Justin and I found I found a picture of him. That's the picture was taken on my dad's birthday which oh plays gosh. a part in this, right? And he's wearing a sweatshirt that says Wolf on it.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: And we just we were just talking about Wolf, like right now, right? Uh, this, is how, yeah, this is how it happens.
0: This is how it happens. Yeah, I, I don't know how else to express that to the audience listening today. This is how it happens. This is a perfect example of Jamie's life. But let's get into that story, since obviously there's a reason why... Yeah. So a perfect segue. And
1: like, what's, what's strange about it is like the little clues and things are things that happened in the past that are then become relevant at that time. Right. Like, it, like everything I was just telling you about the wolf and the rain wolf and all of that, like that wouldn't have been significant if I looked at that picture when I met the guy. Right. Cause that was a long time ago before I even knew who rain wolf was. And also this man reminded me of my father. And that's why I trusted him. And to see that that picture was taken on my dad's birthday. That's to me, that's, it's one thing, oh, all right, well, that's kind of weird. But this happens so often to me that now I know that that's not just an insignificant coincidence. Like there's a reason that, and it, and it's tied to music. So it's supposed to be, well, if
0: it, if it helps for what it's worth, the thought to talk about this wasn't something that I had on my, my notes. It was something that just popped into mind as you were talking about the Rainwolf incident. Oh, Justin. So again, yeah, see, like
1: yeah. I have a little note here. To
0: oh, on this, your little sticky note that you're showing me. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's a re- it's a note to remind me to 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 remind me to bring this up to you today.
0: Um, All right. Well, let's let's get into it because I think I, this is really profound. If you still remember it.
1: Oh, I remember it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. I had I was going through a divorce and my buddy of mine named Ian had moved out to San Francisco, uh, years prior. And he kept trying to get me to go out there to visit him. You should come out here. you should come out here. And I was like, I'm busy with the band right now. Like my ex wife and I were in a band and we were really busy, uh, constantly playing. Like we were, we were on a trajectory that just kept going up until (laughs) it went down. (laughs) And once that happened, like my whole life fell apart. And, uh, Uh, you know, I was getting divorced and I I was telling, I I told my friend and he's like, now's the time for you to come out here, come out here, clear your head and you will love it here. You got to come out here. So I'm like, now's the time.
0: And you had never been to California prior to that.
1: Never been to California. No, I've never been there. He lives in San Francisco. So I fly out there to go visit and stay with him for a, a week. And he told me, he's like, listen, uh, Right now is a really good time because I don't have work right now. But if I get the opportunity to to work, I'm going to have to work. And I was like, I get it. Like, that's how my life is. I get it. And he's like, so I, okay. So I go out there and visit him. Some strange things happened on that trip that I will never forget. Uh, Very strange. Like I've had a recurring dream. It hasn't happened since then. But I had had a recurring dream uh, since I was a child of being in a car in the passenger seat behind the front passenger seat in a car in a line of other cars back like this and like in a reclined had... position yeah like and, and the the seat wasn't in a reclined position the car was and there's all these other cars and it's like we're going up a hill and i had that dream a bunch of times where nothing happened i just happened to be in this car like mm. all right so whatever right insignificant dream that just but the significance being that it repeated multiple times. I can't tell you how many times over the years, but I did have that dream multiple times, right? I'm I'm in California, and this isn't even the story we're supposed to tell, but this is also weird. So I'm in California with my friends, uh, Ian and Ryan, and they're showing me around San Francisco. And they decide to take me to this point, this like lookout point that everyone goes to that you got to see because it's a great view of the city and everything. So I'm like, all right, I don't, I don't know. I'm just along for the ride. I'm in the car with them we go up and then there's a whole line of cars and I'm like, Oh man. They're like, yeah, it moves quick, but this is a, p- a popular spot. So we'll just like wait it out. I'm like, okay. So we're in the car and we are riding up. And then all of a sudden I'm like, Oh my God. I'm like, you guys, this is weird. I'm like What? I'm like, this is a dream that I've had. And they're like, huh? And I'm like, this is a dream. I've had this dream where I've been in this position. And they're like, I (laughs) remember my one friend going, that's not a dream, buddy. That's called deja vu. I'm like, no, I know what deja vu is. This is not deja vu. I'm like, you guys, this is weird. This is so weird. And then they're like, what did you do in the dream? I'm like, I'm nothing. I just stay in the car. And they're like, get out. Go walk around. I'm like, should I? He's like, yeah. And then he's like, Ryan, go with him. So then Ryan gets out with me and then we get out of the car and like we walk up and then we get to this like beautiful vista where you can look around and see. And like nothing happened, but that was weird, right? So I'm like, oh my god, I, like that is so strange. Some a lot – little weird things like that. That was really weird though that happened. So then that happened – I'm trying to say like a lot of weird things like that happened throughout that trip that made me believe that I was supposed to move to San Francisco, including this one. So – the one day my friend has to work and he's like, I'm so sorry. I have to work today. You're on your own. And I'm like, that's, that's fine. So he's like, oh, it's, it, it was a Tuesday. It was a Monday or Tuesday. And he's like, uh, it's free museum day in San Francisco today. Like, oh. He's like, all the museums are free. So I was like, oh, okay. So I'm like, all right, well, I guess I'll go to the museum. So I get my backpack on you know, get ready to go. And, uh, it was the first time I had a smartphone and it was the first time I was using, uh, like maps to navigate. And like, I can't even use a paper map. I know it sounds silly, but I'm not good with maps. So it was the first time I'm trying to like figure this out. And I'm just walking around San Francisco with, uh, I mean, I have a map, but I don't use it. Right. So I'm just have the phone in my hand or in my pocket and I'm just meandering. So I find a museum. I'm like, oh, okay. Free museum day. I go in the museum. I walk around for like five minutes all of a sudden the the fire alarms go off and it's like wee 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 wee, wee. and i'm i'm looking around and nobody is reacting and it's not even just the alarms like the lights were flashing and nobody was reacting i'm like am i the only person seeing this and then finally somebody like one at a time people started to like catch on and i'm like what the <laughs> so then they're like sorry museum's closed so that was it they kicked everyone out of the museum and they, they had to figure out what it was I'm All right, I guess I'm not going to the museum then. So I just keep walking and walking. Eventually, I find my way up to this like little bar. I order a beer and then I sit down. And it's a really small little like mom and pop style place. There's maybe five people in there, uh, in- including the bartender. And you know, so I just sit down. So I sit down at like these bench tables. And then there's there's like a uh, like a another wall with like a half wall thing with seats. And then there's one guy sitting there. I'm the only person here. And there were two or three people on the other side of the wall in this, this bar. So yeah, I'm going to drink them to sit there. And, uh, Led Zeppelin was playing on the radio in there. So this guy who's sitting over here, he looks at the bartender and he goes, That's some good tunes. You're playing friend. And the bartender ignores him, like just doesn't even acknowledge him, doesn't look up. The bartender's right there. It's not like he's all the way over there. Like, he heard him. It's ignored him. So I look over at him, and I was like, yeah, right on, man. Like, didn't want to leave him hanging, right? This guy turns, and he looks at me, and he just like – I don't want to say he looked through me because it wasn't like that. He looked at me like – with this like knowing look, and I am instantly felt like I knew him. And it was weird. So then we just start... He's talking to me from there, and I'm talking. And uh, he reminded me of my dad. And at this time... So this was in uh, 2009 or 2010. I didn't know where my father was at this point. I hadn't seen my father in years. I didn't know, again, if he was like dead or alive, where he was. This guy reminded me of my dad. So I don't know him. He's a stranger. I'm all by myself across the country. He didn't seem scary. So I'm, I'm talking or whatever, and then he goes... Do you mind if I join you? Okay. So he sits down at the table with me and I didn't tell him too much. I told him my name. I told him I was from Philadelphia. I told him I was a musician. I think I told him what I did for a living. And I told him I was going through a divorce. I didn't give him any other details or anything like that. This guy's just talking and telling me these stories about all the, the various jobs that he's had. And, uh, I don't know. He could have been full of crap, but he was entertaining. Like he could have been lying. That he was telling me like he met Bono and Eddie Van Halen, and he's like, I I take care of all the horses for a cavalia, and I'm like, the coffee company. He's like, no cavalia. So it's a circus and there's over a hundred horses and I train the horses. He's like, I've been everywhere, man. I've done every job. I've gone all around the country and that's what I'm doing in LA. It's, you know, working with, or in, um, not in LA in um, San Francisco, you know, for the horses, whatever. And I'm just like, okay, whatever. But he reminded me of my dad. He was kind of funny and I hadn't seen my dad in a long time. So I'm just like humoring this guy. So he goes, uh, he's like, Hey, uh, you want to, you want to go for a walk? So I'm like, yeah, okay. Like,
0: uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. right.
1: well, right, so what do you, so no, what he, he asked me, he goes, he goes, uh, he's like, Hey, do you smoke? And I'm like, not cigarettes. And he's like, Oh, you know what I mean? And I'm like, yeah, he's like, well, he goes, you got a little bit of beer left. And I got a little bit of beer left. He's like, let's finish our beers and like, go smoke a joint. And I'm like, okay. And also, Again, this would be insignificant, but I noticed it. What was weird was we both had the exact same amount of beer in our glass. Now again, whatever, but like it's part of the story, so I think it's important. We had the exact same amount, so I'm just like, oh, okay, as we finish it. So I walk outside with this man. Right, we go outside. He makes a turn. There's all these homeless people. So I'm like, okay. Then we just keep walking. Next thing you know, we're in the woods. Which was really odd because it was like if you picture like a downtown setting, uh, like you know, like row homes and everything, and then within 30 seconds, we were in like a forest. Now, I don't know, people that are listening to this that know where I'm talking about in San Francisco, I can't remember the, the name of the place, um, of course, so then nobody's gonna know, <laughs> but. They might be like, oh, yeah, that's, you know, so-and-so, whatever, in San Francisco. But to me, it was really odd, because at first I was like, wait, is this guy like a homeless man? But then we kept walking past the homeless people, and next thing you know, we're just secluded in the middle of the woods. So now I'm sitting in the woods with this guy, and it's hilarious. He's just telling me stories and everything, and I felt, like, totally comfortable with him. I did not feel scared or anything. And uh, he's just funny. And then um, I think he asked me he, – he goes – he's like, oh, you on Facebook? And at that time, I was, I was like, yeah, so – he goes, oh, so he, he takes out his phone. He's got a brand new smartphone, but it's dead. He's like, my battery's dead. I was like, all right. Cause I was like, well, let's, let's connect on here. And then I can figure out who the hell you are, you know? And, uh, he's like, oh, my, my battery's dead, but it was brand new. So I'm like, okay. So I, I look him up. He tells me his name. I type his name in and I see him I'm like, is this you? There's no picture. I'm like, is this you? And he's like, yeah, that's me. I'm like, all right. So I go, I, you know, send a friend request and then that's it. I put the phone away. So now I'm sitting next to this guy and we're in the middle of the woods. And then like, you know, we're smoke a joint. He hands me some weed. And he's just like, here. And I'm like, oh, I guess I'm all right. And I'm like, oh, like oh, and I'm like, oh, and we're sitting there. And then we're telling jokes where he's telling jokes. Or whatever, and I'm like, I, I just liked him. I'm like, this guy's like, cool. And then at one point he looks at me and he goes, you know, you're pretty fly for a white guy. And that's something that my dad would say, like that my dad did say. So I'm like, this is guy's like, he's kind of like my dad, right? And then he's like, now we're just like sitting next to each other. Right? So then he's like feeling a little bit more comfortable. And then he's like getting a little bit closer to me. Now, at this point, I didn't feel uncomfortable or anything, but I'm thinking in my head, like, all right, I think it's, I think it's time to move on from here. So I think that, and I'm thinking like, all right, what do I, like, how am I going to get out? Like, what do I say? And as I'm thinking it, he just, he just, he goes, he just stands up and he's like, all right, well, it's time for me to go. I'm like, oh, good. <laughs> so he goes, I'm going that way, and I'm like, I'm going that way. I don't know where I am, but I'm not going to go the same way he's going, right? Because I'm feeling like this is probably the time that I should leave. I go, all right. So we we stand up, and he goes, he says something
0: like,
1: uh, it's time for us to part ways." I think that was the first thing he said, and I go, "Okay, I'm going this way. I'm going that way." So then he gives me a hug, and then uh. He steps back, and he goes, I'll, I, I, it's nice to meet you. And he goes, I'll see you in L.A. I'm like, okay. And then he turns around, and he starts walking away. And I start walking away. And I'm thinking, I take three steps. Three steps. And I'm thinking, like, how huh. <laughs> weird. I turn back around. He's gone. Go- there was no way. Unless he like sprinted or was hiding behind a tree or or was a magician, there's no way that he 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 disappeared. Like he was right there, and I, I'm not kidding you. I took one, two, three, and turned around, and he was gone. So that was strange. And then so then I go I have the rest of my trip, whatever. I come back, and then I'm telling you at lunch one day, and then you were the one that noticed. You were like, "That guy. Do you think he may have been like a ghost or an angel?" And I'm like, well, I mean, maybe he, because that was the one thing I'm leaving out. I didn't tell him very many details about myself, but what he did tell me, he gave me like these very poignant pieces of advice about how to get through my divorce. And it was stuff that I needed to hear right then at that time that really helped me. And it was, it was awesome. It was almost like he was sent to me for that purpose. Right. So I look at him when I get home and I'm telling you, and you're like, yeah, cause you told and, I, and I'm not lying. Like I have no reason to make this up. So you told me, you're like. Didn't you say when you were in the bar, I'm like, oh, that's right. He he addressed the bartender, not specifically like, hey, bartender, but he said, nice tunes you're playing, friend. And the bartender was maybe nine feet away and the bartender didn't even look up. He's like, maybe you were the only one that saw him. I'm like, oh. and it was also weird because I'm thinking, that's weird. Like he and I, when we were talking, we were both laughing. And I remember looking around and the other people in the bar looking at us like,
0: <laughs> like and you're then i like, laughing oh, to yourself,
1: maybe I was laughing at myself, right, but it turned so I never saw that man again, right? It turns out he is a real person um I haven't talked to him since then, uh but then, after that, he started reaching out to me on Facebook, but through other people's Facebooks, like not from his own. He was sending me messages from people, and back then. You could get messages from people that you weren't friends with on Facebook, and I'm getting messages from like Joe Jackson. I'm like, who's this guy? And he's like, it's Richard from San Francisco. Um, just wanted to say hello, and I'm like, what the? I'm like, but then why did he accept my friend request? I'm like, maybe he's just old and he doesn't know how to use Facebook.
0: Wait a second. You, you mean he was messaging you through other aliases? Other profiles on Facebook, no?
1: From other other profiles. Yeah, from other people's profiles. Even though he had his own account, he didn't have a picture, but he did have his own account that I sent a friend request to, and I don't remember now if he accepted it, but maybe not because he started messaging me from other people's like full on accounts. And I get the, this guy's like a troubadour. Like he's just like, that's the impression that I get. And when I looked him up now on Facebook, I can see he's still like the last time he posted on Facebook was like two, three years ago, maybe. And uh, people are are, like on his, for his birthday, people were posting and saying like, where are you? How have you, what's going on? You know? And the people do that to me too. When I went off Facebook People do the same thing to me. I'm like, you're you're asking me where am I on Facebook that I'm not on. Like, if you really care about me as a person, you'll call me. But anyway, um, so I do think that he is a real person, uh, maybe. But I thought I thought for sure he was an angel. That and maybe he wasn't uh re- really an angel, but he definitely served as an angel um at that time in my life.
0: Interesting. But he has a photo now. No. No, he it, doesn't.
1: There's pictures of him on his Facebook, but he never made a profile photo, which is doesn't add up. It's kind of strange.
0: The phenomenon is strange. It gives you just enough to string you along. Gives you just enough answers to keep you wondering, but it never gives you the definitive answers or the definitive reasons why these things are taking place, the solutions to all of your problems, right? It gives you just enough to keep you guessing, to keep you wondering. To keep you going. And uh, I think these experiences are a perfect testament to that. We'll have you back and we'll go through some more of these examples and through uh, some more of these stories, right? Because you have quite a few stories to tell, a lot of which we didn't get into tonight. Thank you, Jamie. This was really interesting. And I hope that other people hearing your story, maybe they've had similar experiences. How can people get in touch with you? I know you're not on social media, but you do have a website.
1: Yeah. Um, my website really has nothing to do with this stuff. It's my, my graphic design website. Um, so, I mean, I guess people could message me through there. You can send me messages. It's jamievictor.com. Um, beyond that, I have like my band websites, um, fossilsfromthefuture.com and com.
0: We didn't get a chance to really cover this, but tell me a little bit about your band, about fossils from the future. And it's, really it's underlying themes, right. To incorporate high strangeness subjects into the music.
1: Exactly. Yeah. It's a lot of weird uh, stories with like, it's a weird story of how the band started uh, and like where it's going. And it's uh, yeah, it's par- I call it paranormal blues rock. <laughs> so it's, it's like the black keys. If the Black Keys sang about Bigfoot and werewolves and aliens and space and ghosts and and things. So that's what the songs are about. But it sounds cheesy, but I'd like to think it doesn't sound cheesy. Uh, So you wouldn't know what the songs were about. Well, at first I tried to make it like subtle and not mention anything about the paranormal, the topics in the song. So... You know, being that like you could hear a song that I wrote about chasing aliens and, and UFOs, but you could interpret it as, you know, something maybe like a relationship or or something else, which is like the beauty of music because a songwriter will write a song with a certain idea in mind. You'll hear it and it'll resonate with you for something that happened with your in your life that could be completely different from what the story is actually about. Uh, but then I realized that most people like don't get it <laughs> just in general. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to have to make it more obvious so like the last song that i wrote um is about the werewolf and i just called it like big bad wolf because it's not going to work that's that's to be like secretive about it uh and i think you know I might be more successful that way if people do actually identify that it's like oh it's like paranormal um music
0: fascinating stuff my friend so thank you again for just sharing all this with us and uh hopefully it resonates with other people out there and who knows maybe that guy from uh, san francisco or la or wherever he is now maybe he'll tune in and Maybe he'll uh, find this interesting. Who knows? Thank you, Justin. Thanks so much. You have been listening to Terror Signals with Justin Bamforth and presented by Normal Paranormal. For more on this show and other topics of high strangeness, please visit normalparanormal.org or visit the program website at terrorsignals.com.